and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And Jono, I heard there's a reason that we should all be staying rather still this week. Not only is today World Stationary Day, uh, it's mm-hmm. also National Stationary Week. Uh, but not stationary in the in the staying still sense. It's stationary in the pens and things sense. Oh, pens, pens and um, things. <laughs> glue, uh, like a glue stick. Yep. Scissors. Um, yep, that fits. Um, the highlighters. Category. Oh yeah, love a good highlighter. Uh, this is what we're doing this episode. We're just listing yeah, stationary <laughs> items. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Officeworks. <laughs> oh, I wish. That'd be huge. Oh, yeah. dude. If we, if we get sponsored by Officeworks, that's what we'll do. We're just going to read off their entire catalogue oh, of yeah. items. <laughs> we'll go through um, it going like, that one's good. That's, a, yeah. that's basically what we're doing just now, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, if we're sponsored by them, we probably can't go, that one's good, that one's bad. True, we just have to say that one's good, good to every single one. Yeah. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> this one though. This one's good. And none can be our favourite. It's just all no. very neutral. <laughs> it's all it's all good, yes. but good is neutral <laughs> in this sense. Um, to kick off today, I have a story that takes us over to the UK. Uh, But it's not so much of a cheery story. I'm changing the tone Mm. here. Um, A brutal attack has taken place. A crime so cruel that many news sites haven't dared report it. Um, Now, this story takes place in Hereford. They can't even report where it was taken place. No, I can't. I'm so scared. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Herefordshire Uh in England. uh, And the residents of one sleepy street will never be the same. Now, it was a Saturday night. Around mm-hmm. 9.30pm when it happened. Ooh. No one saw it coming. No one no. saw the culprits. All that remained was a gruesome display of meat. Why does uh, it sound spe- like it's spe- um, <laughs> going to be our, our, our Krama novel? <laughs> like, it sequel. seems like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that um, because uh, the gruesome display of meat is uh, specifically uh, lamb chops. Um, and in what's been called an attack, several lamb chops were stuffed into a street side car's exhaust oh. pipe. Uh, and another car was also left with a meaty surprise, uh, <laughs> having a chicken drumstick left oh on the gosh. rim of the vehicle. Uh, so it, it could very no. much be um, the next installment of <laughs> an undisclosed amount oh of fries. Oh my gosh. Wait, rewind. Yeah. Lamb chops in <laughs> a car exhaust. Yeah, that- lamb chops in a car exhaust. Like, yeah, if <laughs> to me, this is not something I would consider an attack. No. Um, someone's just chucked a lamb chop in the exhaust of a car and a chicken drummy on the wheel. <laughs> this is hardly aggravated assault. It's misplaced, here. you know, groceries. That's what yeah, I think. They've accidentally. Dropped yeah, someone's it. <laughs> someone's been down the RSL, gotten their meat raffle, and accidentally True. dropped it on the way home. That's what it seems like. I actually um, think that's a that's a fair assumption. <laughs> this, but, you could be onto something, Jenna. This, this the article that I found. It uses such powerful language <laughs> that seems so over the top. Uh, at least to me. Let me let me oh, read. Yes, an, please do. An excerpt from it here. Uh, <clears throat> 
Police say eggs were also thrown when the two properties were targeted with meaty cuts in Herefordshire that left one car looking more like a butcher's grinder. <laughs> that sounds so, like, grim. This is and a gruesome. murder story that we're reading. Yeah, That's what it sounds it does. like. Like, that sort of language oh you'd gosh. expect in some sort of crime drama yeah. novel. Like, a butcher's grinder is, is <laughs> it's, it's got <laughs> that sort of metaphor. Yeah. Um, but it's so out of place here because someone's just put some lamb chops <laughs> in a car's exhaust. Like when they turn the car on, they're just going to plop out. I it's going to smell don't... great, though. Really, yeah. just the It'll smell of cooking up. lamb. Yeah. Oh, mm. get on, get, get Genius, on a motorway if you ask me. Yeah. and sizzle them up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just, it just seems a bit much for the relatively mm. no news story that it is. And the other thing from this story that I think is amazing is just the idea that someone legitimately did this in an aggressive way. Yeah. Like, if the culprit is as ill-intentioned as the story <laughs> makes them out to be, it would be such a good example of, of good effort but terrible execution. Yes. Like, the energy is all there, but surely they could have come up with something better than a lamb chop in the exhaust. <laughs> Like, like, what's next in this string of meat-based attacks? A, a steak and mushroom pie in a mailbox? Oh, a, Jono, a, how dare you? <laughs> Campbell's chunky soup can in a cup holder? <laughs> or a chicken Kiev on the windowsill? Oh, when will these bandits wouldn't. be caught? You wouldn't. <laughs> so we just heard a rather spooky story about great idea, terrible execution. And I feel like that's sort of something that I had for today's episode. So you know how Jono and I love a good theme-based segment episode. We just love themes. And it just so happens that the night we're recording this podcast is just before the Easter weekend. And so I thought, how great. We can do an Easter segment. We haven't really ever done an Easter segment before. No. Not even on radio, I don't think we did an Easter segment. I think we've just kind of, we just haven't yeah, done it. Christmas has been our, our bread and butter. It really. has. We've stuck with what we've known. We even do Christmas twice. We, we do Christmas in July. <laughs> we, we do, we do Christmas, Christmas in December. As often as possible. Christmas comes around whenever we feel like it should. <laughs> exactly. And that's very often. <laughs> and that's kind of, I guess why I thought we should do an Easter segment because it just seemed very fitting. However, by the time this episode comes out, as you'll definitely know by listening to this, <laughs> Easter has already passed because... Yeah, it's come and gone. Yeah, it, there's a short window of Easter and none of them fall on a Wednesday in that Easter yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Easter is never on a Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, Wow, uh, give Wednesday a chance, <laughs> Easter. <laughs> come on. So what I thought we would do, uh, that, that was just my segue to kind of get us, make it relevant that we're talking yeah, about yeah. Easter on today's episode. But one thing that we also love doing uh, for our Christmas episodes, we've done it in the form of quizzes and just chatting about it, is traditions from all around the world. So I have found, we're just going to talk about four today, four Easter traditions traditions from around the world, which I can safely say I had not heard of any of these. Uh, Jono, now, I would... Uh, yeah, have you? It's, it's <laughs> interesting that you say this because yes. at work today, there were some people talking about, and I wasn't really part of the conversation, but I was hearing a bit mm. of what they were saying. Classic eavesdropper Jono, um, half into the conversation. <laughs> but they were talking about Easter traditions that I'd not heard of. Oh, um, well, you might know all of these. And then. so I don't think I only heard like one okay. um, that I'd not heard of before. But it, I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the ones that pops up today. So right. um, it's going to be like a magic trick. I'll write down on a, on a card yes. here. And then when it Was comes up, I'll card? show the card. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Please. Okay, let's do it. So 
these and these are ones that are like kind of your not typical ones. So ones that I hadn't heard of before. So the first one comes from Bermuda. So in mm. Bermuda, they on Good Friday, people fly homemade kites. Um, it's a tradition to fly a kite. So apparently oh, yeah. the reason is that the tradition started when a local teacher was having trouble explaining Jesus's resurrection on uh, you know, on, on the third day oh, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to their Sunday school class. So they made a kite to explain the concept and it just kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's Jesus so rose again as the kite <laughs> rise, as rose the, into as the, the kite sky. Does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently that happens Bermuda. every year now. In Bermuda, they fly homemade I, kites on Good I Friday. I kind of like how how like traditions are made just by like yeah. someone will do something. People are like, Hey, that was kind of fun. Let's do that again. <laughs> Let's next make year. it a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have to somehow tie meaning to it. So maybe like yeah. that wasn't <laughs> yeah, the reason. Yeah. So maybe someone just flew a kite <laughs> in Bermuda and they're like, let's keep doing that. Or, but why? or maybe it was, maybe it was capitalism and a kite salesman went to Bermuda True. around Easter time. Oh gosh. <laughs> and he's like, I got to make some sales here. <laughs> We're getting too deep in it. <laughs> so the next one comes from the areas of northwestern Europe. So apparently, the thing that, that they seems do very broad. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading what this website wrote. <laughs> I'm not sure where whereabouts specifically, but we're going with the areas of northwestern Europe. Oh yeah. Oh, um, the areas of northwestern Europe. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, they will light large bonfires called Easter fires. They do this on Easter Sunday cool. and Monday, and they the reason it first began, apparently, as we as we've just discussed, we don't really know. <laughs> apparently they began as a way to chase the winter away, but now they're oh. done as a way to bring communities together. Which is rather yeah. nice. But and I wonder accelerate global warming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm you I'm making bring these all, all of these, yeah, yeah. from wholesome to like um to terrible. But why? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, no, it's um, balance. It's balance. <laughs> I'm like the Easter version of a Grinch. <laughs> or I'm like Scrooge. Like Scrooge, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Easter Scrooge. So the next one comes from Sweden. So apparently they this one made me giggle because I had not heard this before. So uh, this title says it's like put on a costume and apparently oh. they dress up as Easter witches. No way! Yeah, they wear old clothes, so similar to Halloween. And then the kids walk around their neighborhoods but trade artwork for, like, lollies for candy. Artwork? Yeah. Gee whiz, they've got a, they're training up some good little artists. I over know, there. like and a little, little bit of commerce. <laughs> they, they're also training them to, to not expect to be paid in money for yeah. their art. <laughs> You have one of these for everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I honestly, I don't know where this is coming from. But this, this is these thoughts are coming it's to a- me as as we talk about it. Uh- <laughs> well, let's see if one comes for the fourth one. And I'm surprised you haven't like your Easter tradition is yet to come up. So I'm yeah, intrigued it- to hear what yours is, unless it is this one, which comes from France. Apparently, a specific spot in France. How um don't know how to say it. H a u x. I'm guessing Hulks, maybe Hulks. Yeah. Friends. Oh, do they even? Well, is oh. it like faux? Like f a u x. But then oh, that's ha- kind ho- of how. Yeah. Hulk. We'll say how. How. So, 
from a region in France. Apparently, they serve an enormous omelette on Easter Monday. Oh, my goodness. They, so I think it's just in this specific region because they use more than 4,500 eggs <laughs> to make this massive omelette, and it can feed up to 1,000 people. That's so cool. That is pretty cool. I've got, I I've got nothing this... bad to say about that. That's yeah, good protein. Exactly. That's great. The French have it right. <laughs> so this is one Easter, tradi- Easter tradition you can get around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see if there's a photo of this online. I'd love to um, see a massive omelette. Yeah. Oh, the, my the, gosh. Is, okay. Is huge? We have to post this on our Instagram because it is like the biggest fry pan you could ever imagine and there is i'm not even kidding john i have to send this to you right now there is like 20 people in chef's outfits on the outside with what looks to be like oars that you would use to paddle a boat <laughs> and they're stirring this massive omelet this is like something you'd see out of charlie in the chocolate yes. factory except it's it's like willy wonka's oh, he's gone into the savory oh business and um and it's all about eggs now wow and, um, yeah, these he's it's no no longer Oompa Loompas, but French chefs. French that he's chefs. Hired. This um, is he's, crazy. He's, <laughs> Mr. Wonka's trying to get his first Michelin star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that, gosh, that is wild! This is fantastic. I can't believe that. Oh my! What goodness. a fun surprise! I I would love to to go and have and oh my goodness, in one of these pictures, there's just. <laughs> There's a lady standing there with a massive bowl of chives. Oh yes, you've got to have to, like, the seasoning. Yeah, it's. I'd imagine, and I hope I haven't seen any videos, but I hope it's like the the flower girl down the aisle. Oh just yeah, like tossing, just sprinkling, tossing chives. Oh my gosh! Well, now I, I'd love to hear your Easter tradition as well. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty bad. How do you compared beat that? To the massive omelet, gee whiz. Um, the the one I heard is that I can't remember exactly, but on one of the days of Easter, you're not supposed to bathe. I don't oh. know if you've heard of that before, but is, sure. yeah, I've, I, I don't know how true it is or, um, cause again, I was eavesdropping, um, half into a conversation, uh, and while well, I was trying to work, uh, so really there should have been silence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't know. I don't know where Grinch yeah. Joe is coming from today, but here he is, bar humbug. Um, <laughs> well, he, I'm about hummus. to send you a picture of, um, their eggshells as well. That there's a picture of a chef. Also, why are these chef hats like literally They're a meter tall. long? Well, I mean, if you've got if you've got a massive omelet, surely it's like with, with how yeah, the, <laughs> your hat grows in size depending on how large the dish of food <laughs> you're oh making is. Oh my gosh! Oh, see, if it something. was one chef making this massive omelet, the hat would be enormous. But because it's shared <laughs> again amongst a lot of chefs, the hat is average between them all. Um, and that's, oh my goodness. Now, now for some reason I want to write like a, like a fairy tale novel, um, about the massive omelet and the magic that it imparts to these chefs. Let's get to work. (laughs) Zap the Podcast merch is finally here and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. (laughs) 
So this story that I'm about to share, it doesn't really have a lot to do with the theme of the episode. Surprise, surprise. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but my sister and I were talking about this the other day, and it is just such a it's just such a funny little story. But it's not really a story because it's it, it's about someone's name. But it's just it's cute, and I love it. And I thought the podcast had to hear it. So <laughs> my sister, uh grew up with this um, boy, like she went to preschool with him and then went to school with him. And his name is really sweet. It's very cute. His name is Boboric. So no it's way. like, yeah, isn't that, it's such a cute name, Boboric. And I was like, name. so interesting. I'd never heard of anyone called that before. And so whenever she would talk about him, I was like, oh, Boboric. Like it's such a, like, I think it's the Bobo that like makes it so fun to yeah, say. It's just it, such it an makes exciting name. Yeah, it's very cute. Very fun, different. Loved it. So for so long, I just knew of this kid called Boboric and lo- like got excited every time I heard his name. But <laughs> can you imagine my excitement when I found out that Boboric had a brother called <gasps> Babrian? No! Yes. No. Boboric had a brother called Babrian. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. They're, oh my goodness. This cannot be true. Like Boboric... On his own. Fantastic name. Matched That's with his brother, Brian. This is too good. I'm, I must be dreaming. So then oh my goodness. I was ecstatic. I was like, I am happy just knowing that there is two brothers called Baboric and Brian out there in the world. <laughs> and then I'm not sure why my sister, she like slowly relayed this information to me. It was like she was just, was you know, drip feeding. yeah, drip feeding parts <laughs> of this story. It took years for this entire story to, to come out. <laughs> Anyways, so then I can't remember somehow it, it we was taught, like Boboric and Brian, their names often come up just because they're quite fun. Yeah. We haven't seen yeah. them in years. <laughs> my sister hasn't seen them in years, but their names come up. <laughs> Anyways, so when we were talking about this, a couple years ago now, Megan was like, yeah, and isn't it funny that their older brother, and I was like, no, no, no I know Babarak, I know Brian. you haven't told me there was an older brother. No. She goes, isn't it funny that their older brother's name is Tim? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think it's it so is. much better. And I was like, oh my gosh, this has just topped it off. It makes <laughs> Boboric, Brian, and Tim. I was like, oh, this is this is too good. This is a perfect trifecta. I'm almost glad, Megan. No, I am glad, Megan, that you drip fed me this story because it was it was a great ride, and it brings me just as much joy every time I tell the story. And I know Megan loves telling That's people too. So it's like funny. in group settings, if if something about funny name comes up, I like give Megan the eye. I'm like. Boboric, you're gonna, yeah. She's like, yeah, I've got this, I've got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's just the best, and <laughs> that's. Oh, I just wanted goodness. to share. As I said, not not a huge yeah. relation to this episode, but I feel no. like it. It had to be said. Sixty-seven episodes in, we had to learn about yeah, the Bobrothers. <laughs> In the story today, we heard about some people with the right kind of energy, just with terrible execution. Uh, And it made me think about how on this show, we've reviewed some sources of food energy that have had varying levels Ah. of success. And so we're going to be playing a game today that I would like to call, what has the most kilojoules per hundred grams? Is it hummus or is it clams? And as the 
title suggests, the game today is about guessing which foods have a higher amount of kilojoules, i.e. energy, per 100 grams, and we're going to be doing so in an all-star game of higher or lower starring many of the foods from Try It Live, as well as foods that we've talked That's about, or just so foods good. that I chose to make the game more interesting. Oh, I so, love it. to sort of demonstrate how the game's going to work, uh, I have a warm-up round okay. um, so that we know how it functions, but so that you don't get too much of a head start on the game, back uh the practice round will feature exclusively items that you probably wouldn't slash shouldn't slash uh you absolutely should not eat Ooh, um okay. and just as a reminder for all of these actually i don't think i've said this at all this is this is not a reminder this is the first okay. time i'm saying it um for every single item on here we're talking kilojoules per 100 grams oh wait no it was okay. in the it was in the title sorry it, was, yes. it is a reminder um can i ask so, one quick question yes are any of them going to be Homer or v-, v clams. No, no, not oh, at all. Okay, that um, was just part of the name. It just rhymed. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, that was I, the, I see. Yeah, I used hummus and clams like for their it. their rhyminess, um, but for and nothing they've done else. Their job. <laughs> <laughs> they've done their job. Uh, so let's start off yeah. uh, with uh, petrol, uh, which has uh, four thousand eight hundred kilojoules of energy per hundred grams. And so let's take a look. Uh, you're going to tell me if the following item has a higher or lower amount of kilojoules per 100 grams. Uh, and that is okay. Eat Grub branded ready-to-cook meal worms. Oh. You can eat them, but you okay. probably wouldn't eat them. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to say more. I feel like more. because they're worms, like there's a lot of goodness in them. They'll yeah, have more. Yeah. They- they don't quite have more than oh. petrol, unfortunately. <laughs> um, petrol has a lot of kilojoules of energy in it. <laughs> Were you like, um, this was a super easy question? You should have gone uh, this No, no, not, no, it wasn't a super easy one. But I don't know because there's this thing that I saw on the internet. Don't know how true it is. Don't know if I've even <laughs> talked about it on the podcast before. But I saw a post somewhere saying that um, there's enough energy in a gallon of petrol or gasoline um, that if we could consume it, would be able to fuel our bodies for like 36 years. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's like the highest end of the scale, really. So yeah, petrol is like right up the top. <laughs> well, um, I had faith in you mealworms. <laughs> well, mealworms. You are powerful in They my are eyes. pretty powerful. Um, as far as food goes, they are pretty powerful. Per 100 grams, there is 2,326 okay. kilojoules. That's like half um, the thing of petrol. That's, that's not Which bad. is, yeah... Uh, which is pretty good. And so next up, uh, the last one for the practice round Oh, is... this is still the practice round? Oh, this is still practice round. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last one. Well, so you've not lost any points yet. True. So this is Okay, this I thought is, I was in the real up. thing now. Okay. Um, the last one for the practice round is Fugu or Pufferfish. Ooh. Um, and I'm saying is it more or less than mealworms? Yeah, higher or lower than mealworms, which is 2,326 <laughs> kilojoules. I'm going to say higher. It like is it's... lower. Oh! Uh, Fugu actually has a remarkably low amount of kilojoules with only 355 kilojoules Ooh. per 100 grams. Very All right, really so nice. okay. it's time to go into the game. We'll use Fugu as our baseline for the first one. Okay. Um, and our first item on this list mm-hmm. is oak-branded gingerbread <laughs> milk. Is Does it have a higher or lower amount of kilojoules per 100 grams uh, based on Fugu, which has 355 kilojoules per 100 grams. I'm going to say higher. 
because you Higher. said that Fugu has a, has a low. Yeah, that's true. I did give away, um, and you'd be right, uh, yes. but not by much. Oh. Gingerbread uh, oak branded gingerbread milk only has three hundred and sixty kilojoules Ooh, per hundred grams, okay. so only five Very kilojoules tight. more than Fugu. Which honestly, I'm kind of surprised that yeah. oak has kept their kilojoules so low. I would have expected it to be a lot higher for flavored milk. I guess um, it's maybe ginger bread is. Yeah, maybe gingerbread's a flavor that doesn't need need a lot of <laughs> sweetening. Who knows? Um, but going on from gingerbread yes. oat, uh, oat, not oat, uh, oat <laughs> branded gingerbread milk, uh, which is 360 kilojoules, tell me, is chickenless chicken or the mm. or the popcorn chicken uh, that we tried the other week on Try It Live? Does it have a higher <sighs> or lower amount of kilojoules? Um, oh gosh, I know it's like meant to be healthy, but I feel like maybe it has a lot of, oh, I no, I'm going to say lower, a lower. Going to say lower? That is incorrect. No, I should have trusted um, my gut. Oh, no. It turns out that the chickenless chicken has a, like a heap more kilojoules oh, I knew than, it. Oh. than oak gingerbread milk um, with 1,431 kilojoules so yeah, that's okay. probably not far from four times as many kilojoules wow. um, so what i'm hearing is oak gingerbread milk is actually quite good for you well it's, it's not it's not a reflection <laughs> of its nutritional capacity um it's it's more just the energy that you'd get from having oh, right. 100 grams of it um <laughs> so what i'm saying is i know nothing about nutrition <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is a part of nutrition, and it's important to know how much you're consuming versus how much you're like using of energy, and so that's like an important part. But it's also important to be eating the right kinds of stuff. True. I'm like I'm I'm taking Thanks, the Dr. the role Joe. of yeah healthy Harold today. I like it. Um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from our chickenless chicken with 1,431 kilojoules, our next item is Fruit Loops Golden Gay Ooh. Time, featured on last week's episode of mm. Zap. Tell me, does it have a higher or lower amount of kilojoules per hundred grams? Mm. I'm gonna say lower. Than You're gonna say chicken. lower, and lower is correct. Yes. Fruit Loops Golden Gay Time has 1,200 kilojoules Ooh. of energy per 100 grams. Um, which, again, I'm kind of surprised that the chickenless chicken has so much. Yeah. So this is... It's wild to me. <laughs> um, don't know don't know how it works. Don't know why it works, but it works. Um, or I've done my maths wrong, which I refuse to believe. <laughs> Never. Uh, <laughs> so that is another point on the board. Next up, uh, using the baseline of Fruit Loops Golden Gay Time, which has 1,200 kilojoules, we're looking at bubblegum M&Ms. Mm, oh, that was ages ago. That was... I think that was uh, our first, first or second. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think it was the first. Uh, of our triat lives. Um, um, I'm going to say the Fruit Loops one. Oh, gosh. Um, maybe maybe higher, but only slightly. Higher is correct. Ooh. That's another point on the board. And bubblegum M&Ms have a nice vintage of kilojoules with 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Not just higher. That's quite... A fine year. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> but using bubblegum M&M's is our baseline for this next yeah. one. 2,013 kilojoules. Hawaiian pizza shapes. Is oh. it higher or lower? 
Uh, now I remember mm, not being a fan. Yeah, of the no, Hawaiian these pizza were shapes. freaky. These were freaky. Um, yeah. Also, not not a fan of the bubblegum M and M's though. To be yeah, fair, yeah, no. Was that when we were trying to stack them, or was that that was a different? I think one that as was well. another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think I just used regular M and M's, and that was yes. um, infuriating enough for me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Hawaiian pizza shapes. I'm gonna say higher than bubblegum M and M's because there was a higher. lot of crazy stuff in there. Higher is incorrect, no. uh, but not by you're not incorrect by a lot. Okay, uh, Hawaiian pizza shapes have one thousand nine hundred and ninety kilojoules. Ooh, nineteen nineties. Yeah, a bit of a 90s kid, the Hawaiian pizza shapes. Um, but that brings us along to our next and arguably worst thing we've Ooh. ever had on Try It Live, uh, which is Zooper Duper Milk. Oh, and yes. Okay, using 1,990 yeah. kilojoules as a baseline, mm-hmm. Zooper Duper Milk, does it have a higher or lower amount of kilojoules per 100 grams? I'm going to say higher. It actually has astoundingly <gasps> lower kilojoules per 100 grams. Zupa Duper Milk, and this caught me completely off guard when I was doing my research. It only has 296 kilojoules per 100 grams. It's like our lowest so far. My my best guess is that it it uses artificial sweetener for most of its sweetness. Uh, You know what? Considering the blue colour, I feel like we're probably onto something. (laughs) I think a lot of it was artificial. Um, It was not much natural. This this may be boring to some people. I might wind up cutting it out in the end. Um, but the way that artificial sweeteners is work is kind of cool because it tastes sweet, but our bodies don't know how to process it, and so uh-huh. we we don't digest it at all, and so we oh. gain zero energy from it. However, it just tastes sweet. Interesting. So yeah, kind of no fun. Wonder, yeah. um, we should have so it that's in why, um, yeah. moderation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what other effects it has, and yeah. science will surely tell us in the next few years, and we'll be like, oh my goodness, that was awful. Yeah. Oh my, what's going to happen to <laughs> why us? Why were we drinking blue milk? <laughs> exactly. Um, but moving right along to our next one, with the baseline of Zupa Duper milk at 296 kilojoules per 100 mils, we take a look at Bubble O Bill ice creams. Mm. A bubble oil ice cream, the little cowboy with the bubblegum nose. I'm gonna say higher just because I feel like the blue milk, zuba duper milk, was quite low. I would have, I would have agreed oh. with you, but it is also incorrect. You are getting me. Bubble O'Bill ice creams only have 237 kilojoules mm. of energy per hundred grams, which again is somewhat astounding. Yeah. Um, don't know how they do it. Don't want to know. Uh, but moving swiftly along from Bubble Bills with 237 kilojoules, we go to something uh, that is a, a food item that is no longer with us um, that we have talked about a surprising amount actually recently, uh, which is the KFC Golden Gay Time Crusher. And uh, so does it have a higher or lower amount of kilojoules than 237 mm. with Bubble Bill? I mean, I've just been guessing higher consistently, so I feel like I should guess it again, and surely it's going to pull through. I'm going to say higher. Higher is correct. KFC Golden Gay Time Crushers have 559 kilojoules per 100 grams. And it's kind of surprised me the way that drinks, maybe it's the specific drinks I've chosen, but drinks on this list have done surprisingly well. I mean, I guess there's not a lot to them, right? It's like a lot of just... It's just like 
it's it's liquid and sugar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for where they've used sweetener, in, like artificial sweetener instead. So maybe maybe this is a breakthrough in uh, the world of <laughs> the world of sweet drinks. Uh, I doubt it. Um, but nevertheless, we push on from KFC Golden Gate Time Crushes with 559 kilojoules. Tell me, Beck, do Monte Carlo biscuits Ooh. per 100 grams have more or less kilojoules than the KFC Golden Gate Time Crusher? More, surely. More is absolutely correct. Yeah. Monte Carlo's with 2,040 kilojoules Ooh. per 100 grams. It's a heavy hitter on this list. <laughs> Um, slightly less than the mealworm still, which again, yeah. I'm quite surprised about. Um, but here we are. Uh, I, I refuse to believe my mass was wrong though. Um, <laughs> but that actually leads us on to our very last higher Ooh, or lower. Okay. And, uh, we're back at it with the kernel here. So compared to Monte Carlo's per hundred grams mm-hmm. with 200, sorry, 20, no, goodness me, 2,040, <laughs> 2,040 kilojoules per hundred grams, are Wicked Wings higher or lower amount of kilojoules per hundred grams? I'm going to say higher. There's a lot to Higher them. is incorrect. No! It is a lower, lower amount of kilojoules per hundred grams. And that surely in my mind is just down to the sugar content. In, in the old Monte Carlo. True. So that what, does bring us ride. to the end of the game. And so I will be able to tell you what the score is. And it turns out I created the wrong amount of questions. And so you got a 50% passing mark. Yes! I was going to do 11. Uh, so <laughs> it would be more one oh, way or the yeah. other. But 50%'s <laughs> a pass. So we'll call that a win today. I'm happy with that. <laughs> And we do love a win to finish off the episode. Uh, but that does bring us to the end of the episode for this week. Uh, I hope you've learned a lot yeah. about big omelets, um, <laughs> about uh, about Easter traditions, uh, and and uh, the negative, yeah, uh, and killjoys um, <laughs> when it comes to Easter <laughs> Easter traditions. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Make sure to check us out on our social medias at Zap the Podcast. Uh, We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, those places. And check out our merch at at zapthepodcast.store. So head on to those places. Give it a squeeze if you'd like to buy something. It really helps support us. Um, But thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.